What is going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Mind Over Macros podcast. As always, I am your host, Mike Milner. And man, what a weekend. I hope you had as good of a weekend as I did. If you are local to me in the Philadelphia area, then I know that you did because the Phillies are going to the World Series. I know that some of you on here might not be sports fans. That's okay. And you might not be from Philadelphia. That's also okay. We're going to celebrate. We're going to enjoy this one because it doesn't happen too frequently that we get a Philly sports team in the World Series or playing for a championship. The Eagles won in the 2017 season. The last Phillies World Series was in the 2008 season, and I was at both parades, storming Broad Street, getting crazy. And yesterday, which was Sunday, I'm recording this on Monday, yesterday the the Phillies clinched and Mel and I were at the game. It was cold. It was rainy. But man, what a run. So we're enjoying it. Hopefully you're doing the same. If you are local, if you are a Philadelphia sports fan, connect with me. Let me know because we've got this in common. This is what I love so much about sports. It is such a great way to connect and bond with people. There's that, that shared passion, that shared interest that only sports fans truly understand. And uh, it's a beautiful thing. And it's a gift and a curse because it can bring about the highest highs and also the lowest lows. But it's okay. There's always a lesson in there somewhere. And we enjoy it while it's here. So we're going we're gonna to bask in this one. But let me know if you are from the area. Hit me up on Instagram. Share your excitement with me. You can uh, just message me directly. It's at coach underscore Mike underscore Milner. And for podcast purposes, I guess I should give you another reason other than just to hear me talk about Philadelphia sports. There should be another reason to listen. This episode, I'm going to tell you exactly how to know when your fat loss phase should end. It's a common question, and I I got this recently on a, uh, what are they called, question box on Instagram, on your stories, whatever that, you know, that question box where you answer a question. (laughs) Um, And it was... How long should I how long should I stay in fat loss? And that's one of the most common questions that I get in in every phase. Like, how long should I do a metabolic priming phase? How long should I be in maintenance? How long should I stay in fat loss? And I always answer with the same two words. It depends. But the beauty of having a podcast where I can get more in depth is that I can explain it depends on what. So that's what we're going to cover. You're going to know exactly how long your fat loss phase should last and how to know when it is over. If you can just take a minute to leave me a five-star rating and review on Apple Podcasts, it would mean the world to me truly. That is how we continue to grow. That is how we continue to bring new ears into the show, into our world. And so we can change more lives. And that's what this is all about. So it starts with one simple five-star rating and review on Apple Podcasts. And if everybody does their part, then you are helping somebody else get the solution that they desire. And plus, I appreciate you. And we're going to do a weekly drawing for some free supplements for everybody that leaves reviews. And I will announce that in the next episode, the winner. All right, let's get into it. Uh, Fat loss. It depends. It depends on what. So first of all, the reason why we can't answer the question of how long it will take and why we shouldn't try to answer the question is because number one, it's impossible to know. Even if like, let's say we had all things controlled, 
Meaning, let's say we were running a, a study and I had test subjects and I could control everything. I could control the amount of food that they're eating, the types of foods that they're eating, how much activity they're getting, how much sleep they're getting, the environment. I, can, I know they're 100% compliant outside stressors. Let's say that we keep them in a controlled environment where they don't have to argue with their spouse, where they don't have to fight with their kids, where they don't have to argue with their boss, where they don't have to sit in traffic on the way to work. Let's say we had control over all of the variables and you were 100% compliant. And we tried to predict exactly how much body fat you'd lose over a certain period of time. Even then, we probably could not guess. We can we could guess, but we couldn't nail it down because there is a little thing called your body. <laughs> and your body will respond when your body responds. You can't predict it because there are so many moving parts and there are so many things that are happening from a hormonal level to a neurological level and all systems of your body are working at the same time. And there's this outcome that you want, but your body doesn't know that you want that outcome. And so we try to send the signal that that's what we want. And sometimes that signal hits home, but again, we cannot predict with we cannot perfectly predict exactly how quickly your, your body will re respond, how quickly it will adapt, how quickly it'll plateau. We just have to listen and stop trying to force the outcome in a set period of time. And I think we have to set the foundation here, which is the frame of this conversation is based off of two things. Number one, you cannot predict how long it will take. We can guess, we can set expectations, but you cannot predict how long this will take. And number two, which is probably more important, is you should stop trying to guess how long it will take or worrying about how long it will take. Because if you are continuously setting deadlines and arbitrary dates, you're setting yourself up for failure. You are putting yourself in a position to be let down and you're likely in it for the wrong reasons. Because if you want these results for life, then we need to stop pretending like they have to happen tomorrow. If you want results forever, you have to start acting like you want results forever. Because you can say on the one hand, I want results forever, but then your actions tell a different story. Like you get frustrated if the scale doesn't move in a week. Or you get frustrated when you make one poor decision or you get frustrated when things don't go perfectly. Like you can't say on the one hand that you're in this forever and then your actions tell a very different story. There's a, a cognitive dissonance that exists there that we have to bridge. And the only way that we can bridge that, that gap, that dissonance is either by changing our actions or changing our words. So you can change your actions to align with the forever plan, meaning I'm not rushing. I'm not setting arbitrary deadlines. I'm truly trying to create the life that I want forever, the body that I want forever. So we can change our actions to align with those words, or we can change our words and say, 
I want results right the fuck now. And I don't care how I get them. And I don't care what I have to sacrifice to get there. And I don't care who I hurt through the process. And I don't care if I set a poor example for my kids through that process. I just want results now. If that's how you're acting and your words align with that, that is the purest, most honest thing that you can do. Accept it and own it and say it. So that way you're not living with this intense cognitive dissonance, which is not healthy. The reason why I talk about this so much is because it's not healthy. That internal tug of war is actually a stressor because you're saying something, you're trying to live a certain way. You're saying that you want to live a certain way, but you're doing something different. So it creates internal conflict and that stress builds up over time. And it does have implications on your health and your mental well-being. So we need to bridge the gap. We either change our actions to align with our words, or we change our words to align with our actions. So with that frame being set, understanding that we cannot predict exactly how quickly the results will happen. And yes, we can guess. Yes, we can talk about averages. I talk about averages like in our one-on-one coaching program, we've helped thousands of individuals. On average, the average client loses about 20 to 30 pounds in our six-month program. That's the average, but that means that the number takes into consideration people who only needed to lose five pounds or 10 pounds or people who needed to lose 50, 80, or 100 plus pounds. And we've had all of that across the board. So I only speak in averages because it gives you an idea of expectations. If it were up to me, I would never talk about the result and the timeline of the result, but that's the human brain likes to have that certainty. We like to know what we're getting and when we're getting it, but this frame is important. We have to understand that you cannot state it with that much certainty. We can guess, we can try to set expectations, but we can't predictably say that it will happen in this exact amount of time. And the number two, um, the number, (laughs) the second part of that is that we shouldn't try. We shouldn't try to set deadlines. We should be acting as if our words matter. And if our words are, I want this for life, I want this forever, then we need to start acting accordingly. Otherwise, change your words to fit your current actions. Okay, so with that frame being set, let's talk about a fat loss phase and how to know when to end it, how to know how long it's gonna take, uh, knowing what we just talked about, which is you can't know for sure, but let's go in with the best intentions and set ourselves up for success. So before we go into a fat loss phase, you have to be ready to pursue fat loss. And what I think that needs to mean for everybody is you should be coming in with at least some background of eating at maintenance or close to maintenance for a certain period of time. Because if you're coming in with an extreme dieting background, extreme, extremely restrictive background, you've been trying to eat a thousand calories a day, you've been over-exercising, you've been constantly pursuing fat loss for years and years and years with no breaks, then fat loss is not going to work for you. We need to prime your metabolism first and we need to restore homeostatic balance. Now, if you're coming in and you've like kind of been trying, but you've been really inconsistent, you've been all over the map, then I think we need some level of just like stabilize and let's let's get some consistency under our belts and then we can pursue fat loss. The the main object the, the main point that I'm trying to make is you can't just fly into fat loss, you know, blindfolded and, and expect it to work. The the pre-work 
is really what makes the fat loss phase successful, which is why we put all of our clients through a metabolic priming phase. Now, some of them actually lose fat and get leaner during that phase, but some of them, it's just a restorative phase where they've been dieting for so long. They've been so extreme with, with how little they've been eating and how much they're doing that we have to restore some level of homeostatic balance, which means removing stress off the system, getting calories up, focusing on habits, focusing on removing inflammation and stress and you know things that are going to make the process more difficult. And then once we fix those things, we know, okay, their body's ready to respond to fat loss. And then we can go through a targeted fat loss phase and, and make sure that it's successful. So you've got the, the frame, you've got the pre-work, now you're ready to pursue fat loss. Um, first of all, let's also make sure that we're not doing anything extreme um, because here's why the it depends comes into play so much. If, if you were to say, how long should I be in a fat loss phase? And let's say that you're eating a thousand calories a day, I, should, I would say you should be in that for zero days because you should not be eating that little. So it depends on the extremity of the fat loss phase. Typically, I recommend you start somewhere between 10 to 20%, a calorie deficit of 10 to 20%. So whatever your true maintenance maintenance is, reduce that by 10 to 20%. And this is where it depends. It depends on the amount of other stressors you have in your life and how resilient you are to stress. So if you have, it's like a hectic time of your life, there's a lot of stress, you know, maybe that's not even the time to pursue fat loss at all. But if it is, remember, you're choosing that, right? Like nobody's making you choose fat loss. This is your choice. You're choosing it. So if you're choosing it, own it and say, I'm going to do this. If you're not ready for that, then don't do it. Totally fine. But once you're in, you're in. So take a 10 to 20% deficit, 10% if you have a lot of other stress in your life, 20% if you're more resilient to stress and you don't have a lot of other stressors in your life. And then we start to see the process happen. Now, of course, it's going to make a difference when it comes to uh, your, your results are going to be dependent on also your food choices, your training, your recovery, your sleep, your stress management. Um, you know, all of these things will play a role. Your, your low intensity activity, how much you're walking on a daily basis, right? So all of these things will play a role in how quickly we make progress or how long it takes but let's just go in with the assumption of if you're trying to target about a pound per week, it's okay. Like, again, we just want to set some kind of an expectation and then see what happens. And we're not going to live and die by that expectation because we know that we're in this for the long haul. We established that as part of the frame. So if you're going to go in with the expectation of, I need to lose 10 pounds, give yourself a little cushion. One pound per week would be 10 weeks build in a little extra time, call it 12 weeks, right? You could even call it 14 weeks uh, to give yourself a little more cushion. Now, I think that taking things in 10-ish pound increments is a good idea because it's very easy to sustain. There's, there's a lot of stories that you have people like myself who wanted to just rip the Band-Aid off from like, 250, 260 pounds all the way down to like 180, 170, 160. At my lowest, I was 167. So my plan was to just keep going until I reached my ultimate goal. The problem with that 
is it becomes so much more difficult to sustain. I promise you that rebound effect is much greater if you try to rip it all off in one shot. I did it. It didn't work. I tried it again. It didn't work. I tried it again. It didn't work. And for me personally, it was never going to work until I took things in sustainable phases, which is then the approach that I shifted to. And it was very easy to maintain my results. So think about 10 pound chunks. Now, if you have a significant weight amount of weight to lose, like let's say you are trying to lose a hundred pounds, it's okay to push that a little bit. Like, again, I'm speaking in generalities because it's, if I had to give an, it depends for every single answer, then these episodes would be eight hours long and nobody would listen. So if like, think about how this applies to you. If you have a significant amount of weight to lose, it's okay to try to knock out 20, 25, 30 pounds in one fat loss phase. It will be easier for you to maintain because it's a smaller percentage of your overall body weight. Um, but for somebody who's got 40, 30, 40 pounds to lose, if you take it in 10 pound chunks and you phase things appropriately, it'll be more sustainable. You'll reach your ultimate goal and we'll actually be able to keep those results forever. Now you're like, oh, but that takes longer. But does it? Does it take longer than trying to do it all in one shot and then regaining it back and being stuck at square one? Because the way that I see it is you do it the right way and it shortens the process because you're done. Like once you're done, you're done. Instead of how you've done things in the past, I, I just look at your history. Have you lost the weight and gained it back? The answer is probably yes, which means that your way didn't work. So we have to approach things differently if we want a different outcome. So if you're taking it in a 10 pound phase, think 10 weeks, I need to give myself a little bit of a buffer. So I'm going to I'm going to call it 12 to 14 weeks. I don't recommend for most people, most of the time to extend a fat loss phase beyond 16 weeks. I've just seen too many things in my day to know that once we get past that, like what the fuck were we doing for the first 15 weeks or 16 weeks anyway? If we're at a point where we feel like we need more time, then we did something wrong and we got to fix like there, there's no point in continuing down that path. It's likely some of the pre-work wasn't done consistently or there was something that was missing in that initial phase of either building habits of priming your metabolism or something um, or you just don't want what you say you want and you, you thought you wanted this thing, but you're really not committed to it. And so you're not fully invested. And then you're half-assing the process and going through a fat loss phase already sucks. Don't make it suck even more by half-assing it. Just if you want it, own it. I want this. I'm going to make some sacrifices. I'm going to do it and I'm going to get in and I'm going to get out. So my feeling is if we're extending past 16 weeks, again, there are exceptions to this. There are exceptions to this, especially for somebody who does have a significant amount of weight to lose because we can get away with being in a deficit a little bit longer. And if it's 16 weeks and we are making progress and we're seeing some positive signs, then sure, we of course we can keep going. But that's what I want to talk about most importantly is how do we know when it's time to bail, assuming that we're making progress, assuming that we have realistic expectations, assuming that we're doing everything properly. How do we know when it is time to pull the plug? Uh, there's a few things that we look at. Number one, and this, this is probably something that nobody's ever told you before. Number one is you just decide you, you're done. Like as, as simple as that sounds, when you're going through a fat loss phase, 
And you just get to a place where you're like, I don't even fucking care anymore because I'm so miserable. I don't, I don't want to do this anymore. Or it doesn't even have to be out of misery. It could literally just be, you know what? I'm good. I, I don't want to make these sacrifices. I want a little more freedom back in my life. I'm just done. And you might just decide that you're done. Listen to that. Don't convince yourself because somebody else tells you that you have to push through and you know, beast mode your way through it, grind it out. You made this commitment. You have to follow through. No, you have the right to change your mind. You have the right to say, I'm fucking done. Don't listen to people who try to push an agenda onto you just because they think that's what you're supposed to want. You get to decide what you want. And you may have made a lot of progress and just been, you know what? I'm good. I'm okay. I'm good. Let's, let's call it. All right. So that's the first thing. The second thing is your body communicating that it's done. And the way that your body does that, we listen to biofeedback markers. So we should always be monitoring some form of objective data. Objective would be your scale weight, your measurements, your progress pictures, right? And and to a certain extent, how your clothes are fitting. Then we should also be measuring subjective data, which you're reporting, like how hungry are you? What are your cravings like? How high is your stress? What's your sleep quality like? How's your mood? How's your digestion? You know, how is your energy levels? How's your training? How's your recovery? All of these things are basically signals that your body is sending so that we can look at what's really going on. Then we want to, you know, assess, you know, your cycle health and things like that. So your biofeedback markers are one of the best indicators of you're probably done when hunger is getting too intense, when you notice that you have intense cravings, when your consistency is, is falling off because you're giving into cravings or you're giving into emotional eating, when you're having intense mood swings, when you are noticing fatigue and low energy, when your sex drive has, has plummeted, when your digestion is off, when you have brain fog, like these are all signs that would tell us your body is not enjoying this process and we should probably stop. If you're noticing that your recovery is off and it's taking you days and you're sore all the time and you have no, you just don't feel like training. Like there's, there's red flags. And this is where, where coaching is, is so much of an art. Uh, yes, it's a science, but there's, there's the art to knowing like this person's body is done because I can tell based off of biofeedback. And even if they're telling me, no, I want to keep pushing. It's not in their best interest to just keep pushing because the writing's on the wall, your body's not going to respond. And that's the other thing is, so we might, if, you know, in a situation like that, we have tactics to be able to overcome that. So it's not just, oh, your body is, is telling us this signal or is, is sending us this feedback that it's kind of done with fat loss, but we might try a diet break or a refeed or something along those lines and see positive changes based off of that. So it might not be a situation where the, the fat loss phase has to come to an end, but we might want to pull out a couple of different tools in our toolbox. And I think what's important to remember is that if you do that and you know how to do that effectively, assuming you're not working with a coach, and if you know how to do that effectively and it doesn't work, then you're probably done. Now, I think all of this can be made really simple just by hiring a coach. And that would always be my recommendation because 
you probably don't know how to do it on your own. And even if you do, it's really hard to hold yourself accountable and to make adjustments for yourself and to not believe your own bullshit. Like, again, just look at your history. Uh, this is what I had to do with myself. I was like, okay, I, I know everything. I know what to do. I know how to do it. I'm just going to do it on my own. And my repeated failures told me, you know what? Maybe this would be easier if I just had somebody else telling me what to do. Added benefit, I don't have to stress about it anymore. I can just offload all of that energy and stress onto somebody else. And all I do is follow the plan and report back and communicate and boom, super simple. So that would always be my recommendation, um, especially now as we're heading into a season where people like to spend money on things like spend some fucking money on yourself. It is the single best ROI that you'll ever get. So like before you think about the TV sales and whatever else you think you need, focus on the one thing that you can't get a new one. Like it's not like you can take your body and then go to AT&T and get an exchange for the new model, the, you know, the 14 model, like you can upgrade your phone when it dies. You can get a new TV when it dies. You can't get a new body when it dies. That's it. So maybe we think about spending a little differently and prioritizing things a little differently to get the outcome we want. Uh, but that's a, that's a whole separate topic. Anyway, so number one, you say you're done. Number two, your body says you're done. Number three is your body says you're done, but in a different way, uh, in the way of results. So once you hit a plateau, that's not the time to simply bail but it is something to be aware of. And if we continue to pull certain tools out of the toolbox and your body is still plateaued, then we're done. Again, this depends on how extreme your deficit is, how long you've been in the dieting phase, um, your diet history. Because if you have a long and colorful dieting history, your dieting phases will likely be shorter because your metabolism has a memory. And every time you try to diet again, your body remembers and it will adapt quicker. And this is to protect you. This is to keep you alive. It's not fighting against you, but you will have to shorten your fat loss phases if you've got a long and colorful diet history. So again, there's so many variables here, but I, I want you to understand the big picture, which is you might say you're done, your body might say you're done through biofeedback and your body might say you're done through lack of results and progress. If we've hit a plateau, there are plenty of ways to break through a plateau. Most of them have to do with the opposite of what you think. You think I need to cut calories lower and I need to do more cardio and increase my output. My feeling is you need to reduce stress on your system, which sometimes means eating more calories and doing less. It's ironic how most of the time the people who are like, what more can I be doing to lose fat? Those are the people that need to do less. And the other people, and the, on the flip side of that, the people who are like, I'm doing too many things. What can I stop doing? Typically, they're the people that need to do more. It's funny how that works. Not all the time, but for the most part. Um, so if you're like that type A person who's like, tell me how to make this faster. What more can I do? Should I add a second day of of you know, second session each day of cardio. Should I increase my cardio from 30 to 45 minutes? Like, no, you actually need to do less. Um, but yeah, so those are all the ways that we know it is time to call it quits. Now, how, do, how long does that take? Again, it depends. It 
probably in the neighbor in the range of four to 16 weeks for a fat loss phase. But you might notice that your biofeedback's on point. You might notice that you feel great. Your objective data is moving in the right direction and you can go longer or you might reach your goal and decide to cut it short. So again, like you might decide you're done just because you're done. And you also might decide you're done because you hit a goal already. Let's say we're trying to lose that 10 pounds in one fat loss phase and we give ourselves 12 weeks and you do it in eight weeks. That doesn't mean we just keep going for the sake of of going more. Like it could just mean that you cut it short because you hit your goal. And now we're going to spend more time at maintenance, which most people need more help with anyway. Most people need more help with the pre-diet than the diet itself. Most people need more help priming their metabolism. Most people need more help creating sustainable habits, creating a foundation, putting their body back into homeostasis. Most people need more help with that than reducing calories. Everybody reduces calories all the fucking time. It is, it's just everywhere. Everywhere you look, you're being told to eat less. You don't need help eating less. You need help creating a sustainable process to be able to drop the weight that you want and keep it off for good. That's what most people need help with. And what it comes down to is we spend too much time stressing out our system. We don't spend enough time managing stress or de-stressing or adding a dose of recovery. Um, There is a very specific reason why I continue to show up here and recommend that when you're looking at the products that you're taking, that you stop looking at them in the through the lens of how can this help me lose fat right now, but through the lens of how can this help me reduce stress so that I can lose fat more effortlessly. Part of the way that we do that is we have a proper wind down routine. We have ways to reduce cortisol to lower anxiety. The best in the business right now is cured nutrition. I'm using their serenity gummies at night as part of my wind down routine. They've helped me improve my sleep quality my sleep quantity. Uh, It helps me with my racing thoughts at night. In fact, I mentioned a few days ago, I think it was about a week ago, uh, that I've been dealing with some anxiety when I wake up. This morning, I felt it again. I took their broad spectrum um, CBD and Mel also took some because she had a little bit of anxiety also, um, probably just because we were like out of our routine this weekend, out and about, and then like came back and there was all the craziness of the, the Phillies and And we like all of a sudden we're back into like work mode. And I think we both just felt that weird change of pace and and we were both anxious. We took their CBD and it is such a common, it doesn't make you tired. It doesn't make you sleepy. It's just this calming effect of like, everything's going to be okay. And I feel okay. And that's exactly what I needed. So I would highly recommend if you're somebody that wakes up with anxiety or if you're a high stress person, try their CBD. And if you're somebody who needs help with sleep, try their Serenity Gummies. It is my favorite product on the market right now. And we've got you hooked up with a 20% off discount. You can go to curednutrition.com and use code POPFAM at checkout. That's P-O-P-F-A-M. And it's curednutrition.com. Try out their Serenity Gummies. Try out their CBD. Um, Help remove some of that stress off your system, which will help you create the results that you want. Now, of course, we can't simply rely on supplements alone. We have to look at lifestyle. We have to look at nutrition. We have to look at training. We have to look at recovery. We have to look at sleep, but these are things that can help. And if we've got them available to us, then we might as well use it. So ultimately to kind of 
put this all in a box and, and make sure that we're all on the same page. The first thing is setting the frame of your fat loss phase. The frame is number one, you can't predict exactly how much you're lo- you'll lose in a certain time frame. We can set an expectation. We can try to set a best guess, but we can't predict. So it's be open to the fact that it may take longer. It may take shorter and that's okay. Because if you're really in this for life, then be in this for life. And number two is you, you shouldn't necessarily try because that expectation that's like sometimes that little voice in your mind that says, I need this to happen by X date is the exact thing that frustrates you. And it's also the thing that creates this, this all or nothing dichotomous thinking where you're either a success or a failure and you have no middle ground, you have no room for error. And that is what I call trying to battle time and randomness. You're not allowing time to happen. You're not allowing random shit to happen. And those two opponents are undefeated. And it's a, a terrible idea to try to go against two undefeated opponents that have never lost in the history of existence. So that is the first part. We have to go in with that frame. The second part is knowing that the pre-work is often more important than the diet itself. How you are priming your metabolism for success, how you are establishing quality habits for success. How are you building that foundation that will last you a lifetime? So we need we need to know like pre-work is it getting done? Is it getting done effectively? Are you ready to pursue a fat loss phase? And do you really want to pursue a fat loss phase and everything that that comes with? And then number three, it's likely going to take between four and 16 weeks, depending on the extremity of your diet, your diet history, all that stuff. So we're going to start somewhere in that 10 to 20% range of a calorie deficit. We're going to monitor objective data. We're going to monitor subjective data. So objective data, metrics, scale weight, measurements, progress pictures, Subjective data, hunger levels, cravings, mood, sleep, stress, energy, recovery, cycle, digestion, focus, sex drive. Like, what is your body telling us? And then once you say you're done, once you hit your goal, once your body says you're done, then we're done. Somewhere in that four to 16 week range, with exceptions, of course. Um, I'm never going to make a blanket statement that applies to every single human that is in this world. So don't expect that from me. Um, because I don't expect that when I hear somebody talk and when, anytime I hear a blanket statement, it immediately raises a red flag for me. Um, I call out the bullshit meter. I pull out the bullshit meter right away. So hopefully that all makes sense. And then the same thing applies to your maintenance. How long does it take to prime my metabolism? How long does it take to be in maintenance? It depends. It depends on you. It depends on what you want. It depends on your body. It depends on your lifestyle, right? All of these things make a difference. Rather than worrying about how long it takes, just remember that this is the path to what you ultimately want. And if you say you want sustainable lifelong results, then just go through the process regardless of how long it takes. If you're cool with it taking a year, then act like you're cool with it taking a year. If you're cool with it taking two years, act like you're cool with it taking two years. And if you're if you're not, if you're like, I need this to happen in three months or less, then Number one, you're probably listening to the wrong podcast. Number two, just be honest with yourself and go find somebody who will starve you for three months. There's plenty of them out there. They'd all love to take your money. They would love to give you an 800 calorie meal plan and they would love to watch you lose weight and then gain it back so that they can sign you up again. If that is what you want, go for it. Nobody is stopping you. But if you want sustainability, act like you want sustainability. Hope this makes sense. Hope this was helpful. I will talk to you guys next time.